Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. What didn't we see from him tonight, you know? I, I thought he, he was making great reads. He scored, really scored every way possible. He got stuff in transition, catch and shoot threes. He scored off the dribble. And even late, started blitzing him. He found Rudy a couple times, which, which says a lot when you know, you've got it going the way the way he does. It's just being aggressive. And, you know, I think he's, he's in a great place mentally where when he receives the ball, like I said, he's making great reads. If he's got daylight, he shoots it, you know, and then he's playing off, he's playing off his shot. That's Quinn Snyder on Boyan Bogdanovich going for 48 points Friday night. The Jazz beating the Nuggets Friday, the Rockets Saturday. They're playing the Warriors in San Francisco tonight. That was a good weekend for the Jazz, PK. That Nuggets game had a little playoff feel to it. I know it's regular season, but if you're faking the playoffs in the regular season, I think that's as close as you're going to get, and that was, that was a good win for the Jazz. Couldn't have been better weekend. What a great weekend. The best of the season. Bojan Bogdanovic, best role player the Jazz have ever had. That one's up on Facebook. People are debating it there. DJ and PK, you can hit it on uh, Twitter as well. David DJ James, a lot of people weighing in. And we will get to that coming up as Bogey puts the Jazz on his back, gets 48. It helps carry him to a big, big win over the Nuggets. And not only were the Jazz winning, but another key team was losing. So let's get to that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Except nine to shoot. Bullock between the rings. Rose. Rose. Three over Batum. Is yes. good. Derek Rose drills it. Now Lonzo just checked in. One-on-one with Biombo. Pull up for three. Got it. Right wing down. Well, if Biombo ain't going to go out and guard him, Lonzo says, I got a little something for you here. After replay review, the players rule a fragrant foul penalty two for the aggressive strike into the groin area. That's Dodge. what I thought they might get him for. So he's been ejected. Luka is ejected from the game at the 10.07 mark of the third quarter. Right there, we got a chance to see the replay. Before the forearm, he swung that right hand and got him. Bouncing out of crucial line. Oh, throw it down, AD! Exclamation point tonight for the Lake Show! Highlights from the league, and there is the most significant game to Jazz fans is the Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns 123-110. They got a pretty good lead early in the game, pushed it up over 20 points. Fourth quarter, the Suns made a run, but the Lakers hold on and win it. AD coming up big with 42 and PK. No LeBron, no Kyle Kuzma, back spasms, no Dennis Schroeder, obviously. The Lakers down three key players, and obviously the most important one of them all, but a couple other guys who played pretty pretty big roles. Seemed like that one was set up for the Suns, but they never really came that close to winning it at all. No, they did not. And are you happier that the Lakers won because you're petrified of them, or are you happier that the Suns lost because you want the one seed? That is also up. Ready for debate at our Facebook page, DJ and PK. How dirty did you feel rooting for the Lakers? You never root for the Lakers. But all of a sudden, it was definitely in the Jazz' best interest. I, it did cross my mind watching the uh, the Lakers just keep pulling away in that game. 
This is the message to the rest of the league. If we're really focused, look, we don't even have to be healthy. Look what we're doing to the team with the second-best record in the NBA. little intimidation there, PK. If you, well, you can only let intimidation happen if you want to be intimidated so the Lakers can do whatever they want. But if I feel that I'm better than them, then there's zero intimidation. The Clippers are running third in the West, but they got beat by the Knicks, 106-100. You heard the highlights there. Derrick Rose going for 25 points. So the Jazz are five games up on the Clippers. Mathematically, the Clippers and Nuggets have now disappeared over the horizon. The Jazz have clinched the top two, and they've got a two-game lead over the Suns now with four to go. So the Jazz win three of the last four. They're the one seed. The way has been cleared, PK. Everybody's getting out of the way. It's there for the taking for the Jazz now. Yeah, they don't have to win three of their last four, but uh, they can still get the one seed, any number of combinations, but that's one of them. You also heard Luka Doncic getting kicked out of the game. That was aggressive. Can't be hitting people in the groin area. Guys aren't supposed to do that to guys. What are you doing over there, Luka? I don't think he did that. I mean, he intentionally meant to hit him, but I don't think he meant to hit him in the groin area. Didn't matter to the Mavs. They were up by 11 early in the third quarter when he got kicked out, and they uh, pulled away in the rest of the third quarter and like a 26-point lead going to the fourth quarter. So they blew the game open as soon as he left. They pick up the win, and the Mavericks sitting in fifth place in the West, a game in front of the Blazers who have a difficult closing stretch. So unless Dallas really messes it up or uh, Portland does something they haven't been doing all year, Dallas will end up in that fifth spot. Pelicans Executive Vice President David Griffin fined 50 grand for public criticism of the officiating and comments detrimental to the NBA. Griffin said that Zion Williamson, who's out indefinitely with a fractured left ring finger, he says the injury was avoidable if the league had done a better job officiating his franchise star. He has been absolutely mauled in the pain on a regular basis to the point that other players have said to him, I'm going to keep doing this to you because they don't call it. This is more violence encouraged in the paint than any player I've seen since Shaquille O'Neal. It was egregious and horrific then, and the same is true now. 50 grand, small price price to pay to be loyal to your star player. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Obviously, that's important, you know, but that's not my focus right now. My focus is to to learn the offense, keep getting better every single day, you know, do what I can with the guys around me. Uh, and I think the rest takes care of itself, you know, in, in this position, the coaches want to play the best player and that, that position has got to be earned. You know, I got to go in there and I got to make sure I do what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, you know, that'll take care of itself. That's Zach Wilson talking about the position's got to be earned. Jets have a, uh, a mini camp. And the Jets, the, the other people he's got to earn the job over are 2024th round pick James Morgan and former practice squad player Mike White. So Right now. You, you can say you have to earn it, but that's all you're competing against right now. Yes, they can bring somebody in. And you would expect that there would be a veteran to back him up in case he gets hurt and somebody to kind of show on the ropes. But who's that going to be? Don't know. Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf finished last among the nine competitors in his heat at the USA Track and Field Golden Games and Distance Open in Walnut, California. Ran an official time of 
10.37 seconds. Looked pretty impressive to me, PK. He's a big dude, and he's a half second off, uh, you know, a world-class world record type time, but that's the difference, a half second from world-class world record to last in your heat. Yeah, where's he going with this, though? I don't know. Uh, You know, I think, uh, I guess you can hope that, you know, Olympic trials and Olympics and that kind of stuff, but realistically that wasn't going to happen. Maybe just uh, professional curiosity. He knows he's fast and he wants to see how he competes against the others. I don't know where he'll go from here. I don't know if he knew he was going to run that good a time. All right. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. NCAA President Mark Emmer said he recommends the association's board members approve new rules allowing athletes to make money from their name, image, and likeness rights this summer. Emmer told the New York Times he's pushing for approval of NIL guidance, quote, before or as close to July 1, close quote. State law is going into effect uh, from Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, Mississippi, all in SEC country, to New Mexico. So... State laws are about to have an impact. There's other states working that's, on stuff. That's why that July 1 number is the yep, important one. that's the date. been hearing about it forever. It's about time. How long does this take? Apparently, it's July 1. I think they should go likeness, image, and name, and then we can call it Lynn. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like a word. Instead of nil? Yeah. I mean, if you're giving somebody money and it's called nil, it's not a good look. Sounds like you're not giving them that much money. Uh, that's, 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 that's like for you, for you soccer people. You can have nil. We don't want it. Lynn. Jeremy Lynn. Famous Lynn's. Ready, go. Buffalo hired Michigan's co-defensive coordinator as the Bulls' new head coach. They lost their head coach to Kansas. Lance Leopold taking off after six years. It's a very slow turn of the coaching carousel. Kind of late for that kind of stuff now, but there you go. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Breaking ball. Down the line. Down and into the corner. It bounds over the wall for a ground rule double. Walsh was ready. Here's the pitch from Cueto. That one is launched deep to left center field. Duggar's going back. Looking up. Going to go. A two-run homer for Fernando Tatis Jr. Swung on. Base hit. Line to left field. Wade scores. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. On the 2-2, Giancarlo hit a bullet between third and short. Highlights from this weekend's action. The uh, Padres tee off, crush the Giants 11-1. Johnny Cueto giving up some long home runs. Jake Cronenworth splashed one down. And Fernando Tatis Jr., 454 feet to dead center field. But... The Giants won two out of three, PK. They're a game and a half up on the Padres, two and a half up on the Dodgers. they got to feel pretty good about the weekend, even if Sunday went wrong. I know. I feel pretty good about the weekend. I mean, that's really all that matters. As long as you feel good, we're happy for you. Angels beat the Dodgers 2-1 one night after they played a 14-11 game. Weird how that turns around. And Dodgers had an enormous lead in that, took took some guys out. And then the Angels, with a late rally, put a little drama into that. Your Dodger timeline must have been full of Dodger fans complaining left and right, even though they did get the win. Well, yeah, you won the game. I mean, that, that's baseball. Those things are going to happen, of course, when you're playing that many games. 
Angels take two of three from the Dodgers on that weekend series there. The uh, Yankees are now a couple games after over 500. They took two out of three from the Nationals. You heard the uh, the highlights there. Won an extra inning game on Saturday and then picked up another win on Sunday. So the Yankees, two games over after a horrible start. Salt Lake Bees, they're off to a 0-4 start. Lost to Reno. 8-3. Same two teams. Going to play tonight at 6.30 on 12.80 to the zone. I know it doesn't look like baseball weather now, but it's supposed to get better as the day goes along. So those two teams will play tonight at 6.30, and you'll hear it on 12.80 the zone, while the Jazz are on 97.5 the zone. The Bees have a rally cry. Rally cry. Remember the Oakland A's. 0-6 start their year. And now look at them. Winning their division. Yeah. Looking great. So Right. The Bees have to lose two more before they're the Athletics. Probably not what they're planning. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL looked good for 80 minutes and then blew it in the last 10. Chris Wondolowski comes off the bench, scores twice in the final 10 minutes, and San Jose gets out of there with the 2-1 win. Deflating, PK. It's a great start. It's a great goal. And then it didn't matter because they lost in the last 10 minutes. Two pretty soft goals. Shouldn't have given them up, but they take their first loss of the year. Didn't matter? There's nothing they can build on it? No, it's like getting a, it's like a basketball player getting a career-high 40 in a, uh, and then your team loses the game. So there's nothing they can build on it from? No, it doesn't feel like there's something. I mean, I guess you could build on it by, you know, stay focused. You got to stay dialed in. Substitutions can change games, different players, different skill sets, all that. So, yes, I guess you can learn from your mistakes. The Jazz lost to the Knicks and then went on a streak, and they said that was a catalyst. You guys, you can learn from this. I know you're down right now, but sit tight. There'll be another game. There will be another game. Nashville will be here next Saturday. First time they will play RSL in their second year of existence. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, you've heard the jazz questions. Jazz fans debating them. Best role player in jazz history. Do you feel dirty rooting for the Lakers? You don't do that very often as a jazz fan, but... It was a special occasion. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Derek Favors with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, Derek, 48 and 18 at this point. Is this about what you thought this team was capable of? And in addition to that, do you think this team is capable of going deep into the playoffs, contending for a title for real? No, I think we can definitely make a deep run in the playoffs, and I think we can continue to get better, especially on the defensive end and on the offensive end. I think we haven't reached our full potential yet, especially when Mike comes back, when, when Donovan comes back. You know, I think we'll be a scary team in the playoffs. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron to AD to the rim.
Well, theoretically, that was going to be David Locke screaming, I hate the freaking Lakers, which brings us right to the question of the day. Hot takes or toes brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Many questions over the weekend, but one of them, did anybody feel dirty rooting for the Lakers to beat the Suns? L-A-K-E-R-S. <laughs> that one worked. Brad says to be the number one seed. Oh, he goes with the Ron Boone drop. Hell no. I was glad to see the Lakers win. Austin says it's a lot easier to root for the Lakers when Jane, when Queen James isn't playing. Oh, King James. See, call, call him a girl. That's uh, That's pretty good stuff right there. Dave says sometimes you got to make deals with the devil. Dave, I believe that's true. The deal must be made. It's good for the Jazz to see the Suns lose, so you just got to suck it up and root for the hated Lakers. There's no way around it. Yeah, see, I don't know that that's it, though. I think a lot of Jazz fans are petrified of the Lakers, and they want them out of that potential 7-8. and eight. Because if they get seven but lose and then win again, they would be the eighth seed yep. if Jazz finish one. So I don't think it's necessarily about the Suns losing. I think it's more about being scaredy cats when it comes to playing the Lakers. Well, that's definitely a scenario out there. I think if the Lakers are in that 7-8 game, they will put all their powers on winning ASAP. And I get that you know they could play a good game and still lose because Steph Curry could go for 50 uh, but I think if they get in that game, they'll win it. But you're right. You you're playing with your fire. Chances, there, is, there is a chance. I certainly <laughs> I can't debate Lakers. that. There is a so chance. So it's not a scenario. It's the scenario. <laughs> now you're getting the cold sweats. You're the one seed. Congrats. You get LeBron and AD in the first round. And they're Somehow healthy. Somehow playing the Lakers <laughs> later and losing to them later is better than losing to them earlier. I get that. I think there's an argument to be made that playing the Lakers earlier would be better because they'd still be trying to reestablish whatever rhythm they've lost because they've had guys sitting for so long. As would you. So, yes, it's true. That washes out. Or you could hope they go to the other side of the bracket and somebody else beats them and you never have to deal with them. But, man, if somebody else beats them, isn't somebody else playing at a high level? Can't we just... Chase this around and around. This is chicken yeah, and the egg type stuff. If you're weak-minded, that's what you would do. Yep. Or you could just buckle up, as Bowler would say, and go out there and win 16 playoff games, which isn't going to be easy no matter who you're playing. It's what your level of faithfulness and belief is in this team. If you wanted the Lakers to win so you didn't face them in the first round, you don't really believe in a Jazz. If you wanted the Lakers to win so the Suns would lose, I can accept that a little bit better. But if you're worried about the Lakers, you really don't have a lot of faith in this team. John, I feel like I have to root for the Lakers to win, and it makes me feel icky. <laughs> icky. It's a good word. So how many of Jazz fans do you think were rooting for the Lakers in that game because they were worried about the Laker matchup? And how many were just focused on the Suns thinking, sweet, two-game lead with four to go. We'll take it. 
Got room for a mulligan down the stretch now. And if the, you didn't say it, but you kind of alluded to it earlier, if the Suns stumble one more time, then the Jazz get two mulligans down the stretch. Yeah, I don't think very many Jazz fans are all that worried about the Suns. And if they were yesterday at this time, they're certainly a lot less worried about them this morning at this time because they didn't look like a good team at all. And they had all their guys. Crowder was back. Sarge has been out of the lineup. He was back. I don't think they played Camp Johnson. If he's a difference maker, then uh, I would be surprised. But other than that, I think they had most of their guys and Lakers without a bunch of guys. And so the Suns, it was one of their worst losses that they've had. And I haven't watched the Suns play all the time. But that wasn't good. I mean, they were they were smoked right from the start. And at, at no point in the fourth quarter was I worried that the Suns were going to come back. Uh, they had a little streak, but this is the NBA. If you, if you don't go on an 8 nothing streak in the NBA, something's wrong with you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's no big deal. But they just were really never in the ball game. I know the announcers try to build it up to, to keep you involved, so it's all about ratings. It's entertainment. Never lose sight of that. So, you know, unless you're getting the the hometown announcers, but if you get national guys, they're going to try to pump it up to keep you invested into watching it because they're looking interested in their pockets. And so you could try to make the game competitive, and that's their job to to keep you tuned in so you don't go to bed or change the channel or what have you. But I never really felt that the the Lakers were in danger of losing that game from the pretty much the halftime on. So that was a bad game for the Suns. So I don't think I don't really think most Jazz fans fear the Suns, even though they've gone three and zero against the Jazz. I just don't think that they think that that's real. I think it's all about the Lakers, man. We're 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 nervous about them, and the last thing we want to do because what would what would make this season a complete and total disaster is losing in the first round. Yeah, Donovan threw that gauntlet down before things even started, and so to have all these regular season wins piled up and then check out in the first round that would be brutal. Well, it's only happened twice, right? Where the number one seed is lost to the eight seed. Uh, I probably yeah, I can't recall, but I'll go with it. I mean, I, know, I remember the Sonics losing to the Nuggets, obviously. And I th- the Mavericks were one seed and lost. I don't and know if somebody it. else has. Is that it? That is it? Okay. In the West, anyway, I don't really care about the East. So you would go down in infamy. Particularly Ick. in a seven-game series, no less. I mean, now those other ones, I'd have to see. Were they three out of five? Which, obviously, your margin of error is much smaller in a three out of five. You lost a four out of seven, and you've been fighting for respect all season. And I don't care that it's the Lakers. I don't care who it would be. If you lost the first-round series, that would be an absolute disaster. And then they couldn't spin it by point differential and all these other ways they try to spin negative into positive. No. <laughs> you would have had the best record in the league, and you went out in the first round. You would you have to work overtime to spin that for me. The Warriors uh, was a best-of-seven series. Great. Then you would be right there You'd with You'd be them. right there. Yep. Congratulations. You got company <laughs> in your suckitude. Yeah. Dr. Indy Jones Jr. says, I really want the Suns to lose. So the Jazz have extra games and can relax a little bit before the playoffs. They've already got time off. 
don't think that's a credit with the new play-in format. That builds the time in off that you used to want to wrap it up early so you could shut your guys down on uh, the last game or two. But now you're going to have at least five or six days off. Yeah, I, I still think you want that. You Everyone wants to clinch as soon as they can. No matter if you have 10 weeks off, you still want to clinch as soon as you can. Uh, Jordan is the fan you're talking about here. Uh, if the Lakers win, not only does it help the Jazz keep the one seed, but it puts the Lakers closer to the sixth seed. They've got a fairly easy schedule left. Portland does not. Lakers, Clippers play round one. Gets one of them out of the way early on. If the Clippers can hold on to the three seed. Yeah, but that's not what you want, though. You want them in the seventh seed, don't you? You don't want them at the six. You don't want the Lake. You want the Lakers... Is seven. it better to be seven? Well, six and seven are both on the other side of the bracket. So if you're trying right, to avoid but you, them. But I understand that. But okay. if you're seven, you have to play in a playing game. Yeah, but see, that's that whole tempting fate thing. They might drop to eight and end up on your side of the bracket and be your first round opponent. It might. I understand that. But, but we're assuming, and maybe it's too big of an assumption, but I don't think it is because I think LeBron will be back. So... The way I look at it is have them, and I get it, eliminate it, the possibility. But I think the best scenario would be have them be seven, have to play again, risk more injury, and they probably win that game if they're healthy. And then they have that seven seed, so they are obviously on the other side. Uh, but get them out there more. Uh, I mean, you can go back and forth on this. Uh, yeah. I think as I think the Jazz fans would really just like the Suns, the Clippers, and Lakers on the other side of the bracket, so they don't have to face more than one of those teams, and that one they wouldn't have to face for a month. Yeah, I don't really think they care about the Suns. I think Jazz fans can worry about anything. They can, but I don't think they care about the Suns. I'll tell you right now, you can play the Suns in the in the Western Conference Finals. Do you sign up for it right now? Yeah. Do you take it? Yeah, you do. You do because that means absolutely. the Clippers and Lakers are out, and that means that you didn't mess up your first two series. So that is probably the best case scenario for Jazz fans in a conference final. Best realistic case, whoever the fourth team is on the other side of that bracket, I guess them getting in the conference final, but that doesn't seem possible really reaching then, and you're really hoping to backdoor it at that point. Yeah, so the Suns can finish five spots ahead of the Lakers, but Jazz fans are terrified of the Lakers, and they look at the Suns and say, oh, we can beat those guys. They don't even give it a second thought. Are Jazz fans alone in being terrified of the Lakers, or do you think the entire Western Conference is terrified of the Lakers and is like, please let those guys go to the other side of the I don't bracket. think the Clippers are terrified of the Lakers, no, not at all. They're the one? The only one. Did they, uh, want, that, they want him in the first round, figuring they won't be at their best, even if they have their guys back? I, I think you play who you play. I don't think they give it a second thought. What's the difference? You play who you play, and you're going to have to beat them four times. That's really all that matters. I mean, that, if you're a true winner, that's your mindset. Anything else... Once you let doubt creep in, it'll eat you up. That's exactly what you're going to have. You're going to have doubt. So, and I know there's a lot of fans in jazz media who want it so bad that they're so nervous about it because it just would make their lives so much better. And it would be such a big deal for them. I understand all that. If I was in that situation and 
These guys were my boys. I would feel the same way. So it's way easier for me to sit here and say all this stuff because I don't have, I have zero emotional attachment. My paycheck depended on it. I would root like crazy. I'm not that the, my rooting is going to do anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> it has zero effect <laughs> on anything. It's it's the coaching staff getting ready for the guys to play, and the guys go out and doing what they're capable of doing. PK on a Sunday night, yeah. sitting in the TV room watching the Suns and the Lakers rooting, trying to get his mind to change the time space continuum. Yeah, it really has zero <laughs> bearing on it. Bend Absolutely time and nothing. space. <laughs> There's literally nothing I can do to help this team win or to make them lose. Nothing. So that's why I don't really worry about it because I can't control it. There's zero. It's whether these guys play. And I actually have a lot of belief in them that I don't create uh, scenarios in which things can go wrong. They very well could lose, but it's going to be on them, how they play. If they play well, I've been saying it for weeks, they play well, they're capable of beating anyone in this league four times. Nothing has changed in my mind to make me think. In fact, my mind has actually grown stronger in my mindset, I should say, as far as my belief in them. Because I see these guys play. I think there's a great, I think you said it last week, and I was thinking about it over the weekend, that you know they've, they've gotten into a little bit of a rhythm now with the guys that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's something to be said, and you brought that up last week, and you just take you know, Trent Forrest. When he comes in now, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. And Niang, you know, his role has changed uh, dramatically from when he's coming off the bench to now he's receiving more minutes, more of a – focal point and everything, and you could see him play. Joe's been doing this for a while, bouncing back and forth between bench and starter. So he's more used to it. Yes, he has an increased role, obviously, with the ball handling. You can see it in his assist total, but he's used to it. But there's a couple other guys that their roles have dramatically changed here in the last couple of weeks, and you can see that they're much more comfortable in these roles right now. And they're playing better. The team is playing better. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they haven't been beating the best teams in the league, but there's something to be said for beating Denver. Denver's been in a little tailspin now. I think they've come back down to earth a little bit, but that was a very intense game. And it was great experience that will benefit. I don't know how much Forrest will play when the other two come back, but certainly Niang will be in there. And if you need Niang to do more, well, it's no sweat. He's been doing more. This is, in a sense, at his level, on his scale, this is a breakout season for Niang. And so now he should go into the season with much more confidence. And for where Bogdanovich was a couple of months ago to where he is now, it's obviously night and day. And he should go storming into the playoffs with all sorts of confidence. There should be no doubt about his level of confidence. Right? It should be at the all-time high since he's been with the Jazz, unless something outrageously dramatic were to happen in these next four games, which I don't think is going to happen. So that's why my mindset is, hey, play who you play. And sure, yeah, I get it. I'd rather play the Lakers in the third round. But if it should happen, it's not like I'd be scared. I That my preference would be uh, to do that. It's like uh, every team in college football who wins the coin flip for overtime will go on defense. You're just kind of playing the odds there. But does it really matter if you go on defense? Because if you take care of your offense, that just puts the pressure right back on those other guys. 
in, in that way. So, but they always choose defense, right? Every single thing. It's some. It's written down somewhere. The coin flip. The preference is to be defense. That's the same type of thing. Well, of course, you don't want to play the Lakers, but if you should have to play them, let's go. Same thing. If you lose the coin flip and you have to go on offense, it's not like, oh, my gosh, it's over, right? Same type of mindset. We got jazz fans with some very different mindsets here. Uh, Mario, on the question of did he feel dirty rooting for the Lakers, he says, I actually dislike Chris Paul more than the Lakers. So that makes it easier. What for? He does not explain. Probably Mario's hardcore. He tweets it as he's listened for a long time. I would bet it goes back to he was a D-Will over Chris Paul guy. And then every little thing that happened the rest of Chris Paul's career, just Chris got off on the wrong foot with Mario as a rookie in New Orleans. And, and Mario's never let up. No, see, I think you have to really admire Chris Paul at 36 years of age because I think to play at this level – at 36 in this league, very few guys have done it. I think it takes a complete and total dedication to so much that you never see as a fan. You just The 36-year-old just doesn't show up to practice and put in his 90 minutes, watch some film, go home and eat cheeseburgers and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, I think it has to be a complete and total dedication. Look at all the money that Chris Paul has accumulated, right? He could go buy multiple islands and never be heard from again, and be one happy fellow. But he has this commitment, and he's a smaller dude, and he's been able to not only survive all these years, but really thrive. And take this team, like Phoenix, which hasn't been to the playoffs in 11 years, and go in there and help them get to where they are. It's been a remarkable season for these guys. Actually, my admiration for Chris Paul is at an all-time high. And if he may have gotten under my skin when he was with the Clippers and they played the Jazz back, well, that's just the competitive nature that you get when you're on the court and you're within the boundaries of the court. And really, we don't know Chris Paul at all. He might be the nicest dude ever, but we have no idea. We just see him out on the floor. But we do know, at least for me, to be able to play at this level, it just takes a ton of dedication to your conditioning, to training, to all that stuff that we literally never see. And I can appreciate and respect that. I can respect that actually, not only respect it, but respect it enormously. Can't fall out of bed and hit this level in the NBA at the age of 36, especially as a six-foot guy. But even a a 6'6 guy, excelling at 36, you're, you're putting in the time. And it's, it's diet, exercise, stretching, weights, on and on down yeah, the line. Yeah, the commitment. Yeah, 365. Oh, yeah. You can't be doing the yo-yo thing in the offseason, gaining 15 and losing 15. You got right. to be there day after day. Right. And who can't appreciate a guy who goes to work every day? Now, obviously, he has a very high-profile job. But the guy who gets up and goes to work every day and has been doing it you know, for him in the NBA, it's like he's been doing it for 30 years. It's not literally 30 years because nobody works as a player in the NBA for 30 years. But he's been going to work and doing this. And can't you just picture him going to his right, turning his shoulders, yep. doing that little fade back yep. mid-ranger? It's like he's perfected that shot. And to me, it's a form of art to watch him do that. So I can't get in 
to where I hate Chris Paul. Not at all. I actually respect him as much as I ever have. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Bully and Bogdanovich got PK thinking 48 points, carrying the Jazz. Huge game when they needed it most against the Nuggets. And they get the win, and he goes for 48. And as a role guy, not as one of the two stars, but as a role guy, who's been better? It's a very short list you can even compare him to, and we will do that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The great Craig Bullerjack. The big question is how do you reintroduce Conley, who I think has been through this before, but Donovan hasn't. Donovan's never missed this much time, so hopefully he and Quinn have had conversations about being brought back in and trying not to overdo it and just fit back in and do his thing. So that's probably the next challenge ahead for the Jazz, is that you think, okay, great, you've had a lot of depth. Get out on the floor. A Trent Force is wowed the crowd a bit. You know, Clarkson, bogey. you got to give credit to Joe just kind of running the show at the point. And now, and as you close in, hopefully we get another update on Donovan and Mike as well, and we'll get a better feel for where they are as they try to maybe play the final two games of the regular season, if not before. We'll see. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save over $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Two-part question of the day. Eh, It's a long weekend. A lot of things occur. How is Bullion Bogdanovich not the best role player in Utah Jazz history? Gwen says, love him so much with a big purple heart. Gwen is all <laughs> on board Team Boyan. <laughs> purple heart, huh? Matt says, Dave, you always ask stupid questions. He has skill, just needs minutes to hone them in. Come on, Dave. PK, set your boy straight. <laughs> what am I setting straight? Uh, me for asking such a boneheaded question on our Facebook page. I'm asking it. I know you are. But I think Matt likes you I'm and he liked the question. Straight. So he blamed me. Should have blamed you, but whatever. Well, why don't you he, like the question, though? I don't understand. I don't know. He didn't see. Uh, I guess he thinks it's just obvious that Bogey just needed uh, more minutes to hone those obvious skills he has. I think that it's a decent question because I think. There are some role players who gave the Jazz a big lift for pretty long stretches in Jazz history. I was thinking this over, and one name came to my mind immediately. And then a second that I knew you would bring up. And then a third that I think we would both agree on also. And then I started thinking, I'm like, no, everybody else was either a star or they were a clear notch below. I think there's only three people that you can argue, argue with here. 
And I bet from my description, you know me well enough, you can just reel them right off. The one who came to my mind right away was? Oh, it's going to be Hornacek. Sure. And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, I got to be ready to talk about this guy because PK will want to. Nobody else. Big T Thurl Bailey. Thought you'd bring him up as the role player on the 88 team, which you think is underrated as potentially the best team in jazz history, taking the Lakers to seven. And then the other guy yeah, would be Mark. That's a good one, too. Mark Eaton anchored the jazz defense for a long time. And John Stockton's got Except this. He made, all, he, ma- he made an all-star game. He's on all-star teams. I thought he was only he can't on be one. a role player if you're on an all-star. I thought he was well, only that's on one. one more than Bogdanovich. <laughs> that's true. But Hornacek was on one. Not as a jazz guy. Right. That's why I eliminated Hornsick. And I love Jeff, my favorite all-time NBA player, obviously, next to Magic. Uh, but I don't think he could go for 48. Well, Jeff would probably tell you the game has changed since then. And as a role player, you know, you got to do your role. Even if you're capable of more, maybe the coach doesn't want you doing more. How has the game changed since then? There's way more threes, so it's easier to – way more threes. It's acceptable to shoot way more threes. So and he you can has pile the record up the for most threes in a game. You can pile up the points faster. Okay, but he has the record. He's tied for the most yep. threes in a game by an Eight. individual player. They put it on the Jazz broadcast multiple times this year. But in this area, he would have had 10 or 12. I'm not sure he goes for 48. That's not taking away, and he's he's much smaller than Bogdanovich is. Todd says he's got to do it in the playoffs. If he does, and we win it all, he'll be the best jazz role player ever. Tony's on the same track. He says give him some time, and he may well be there. Uh, Hornacek, I would put ahead of him for now, but if they go to the finals and win it, then you're spot on with this comment, because as much as I like Hornacek, and he was great for us, he didn't get a ring. He did not. But I don't know the role players are going to determine whether you get one or not. It's not like I can look at Jeff. Oh, if he had done this or that, that it would have been different. Occasionally the role player gets the ball with uh, everything on the line and gets to make the big play. But mostly they don't. Mostly the stars get the ball with the game on the line and a chance to make the big play. Yeah, they do. Uh, but the, the stars got to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. And then if you're fortunate enough, the ball comes your way and you make the shot. Uh, we always look at offense. That's how we determine yep. everything. Uh, we can preach defense all we want, but we just go right to offense. Did you make the big shot? And, then, and if you did, we can recall the two times that the role players made the big shots, and that's it. And then we and we go to the Orion Kerr every single time. We And Paxton, maybe. But we don't have a whole lot beyond that. Uh, so... I don't see anybody being able to do what Bogdanovich has been, has been doing now because he's been a star right now. And then Hornacek never got that opportunity, and that's what you can sort of, and I can hear people saying it in their cars, that's because the statue's never missed Just any games. games. Right? <laughs> he, could, he couldn't take over and carry him because Carl was there, and the ball went to Carl. As it should, yes. He was... He was the biggest star that they've ever had, for sure. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, So Jeff never really had that opportunity, and here you're getting not one but two All-Stars out 
and your third all-star is not offensive-minded in that way, to that level anyway. So the door is wide open for someone to take advantage of it. And to credit this fella, he has. Bogdanovich has been sensational. It's been so awesome to see because I like it when guys are honest. And when he was going through that shooting slump, man, he was totally honest and saying, I have never gone through this. This is the worst period I've ever had. And I appreciate him saying that because we all knew it anyway. So why try to act like it didn't exist when it did exist? And we saw it. We didn't need him to say it, but they rarely say it. And he came clean. And when he gives his interviews, he has, and I don't know if it's a translation issue or whatever, but he has a certain naivete about him that I can really appreciate. You know, thank you for everybody and uh, being a part of this special night. And just the, just the way he is. You don't usually get that type of comment. And so he's endeared himself, I think, even more so because he is honest and he learned English and all that stuff and he can communicate and he is he's like he's totally transparent. And to see him make those shots and all, you could tell him he was having the time of his life. And the fans that were at the stadium, they were just eating it up. The rest of us watching it on television were enjoying it too. And that's fun. That's what it should be. That's what it's about. If it's not fun, what's the point from the fan perspective, from the Pro perspective, it's about winning. That's what's fun. Winning is fun. But for the rest of us, you know, this is the experience of it. And I think we had that on display, and that was a lot of fun on Saturday, on Friday night. All right, hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Use the open mic feature on our app. Get our app. Hit the open mic. You're going to record 15 seconds of audio. You can give us your take. And whether it's uh, how dirty you felt rooting for the Lakers to beat the Suns or William Bogdanovich, where does he stack up? Is he at the top of the heap? Is the best jazz role player ever? We will get to that coming up. We've got Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us at 830. Tim Roy, play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors, is here at 930. It's the Jazz and the Warriors tonight. Here's the Jazz game. On 97.5 The Zone, the Bees will be over on 1280 The Zone, right here on The Zone Sports Network.